the Portland is Home team talks real estate. Whether you live here or you're on your way, Audra and Andrew Galler work hard to welcome you home. They make the whole real estate process attainable, educational, and fun. After all, it is the biggest transaction of your life. The Portland is Home team talks real estate. I'm Michelle O'Dell, your host, and now, Audra and Andrew Galler. Michelle, Michelle, hello. Happy June. Happy June. Here we are. It's starting to warm up. Uh, top five places to suncation. Where do we go to dry out? And when you first sent this as an idea, my first thought was dry out. Like you mean, uh, <laughs> Michelle, give up on some of the wine that you've been uh, doing during the pandemic. But we're talking about record rainfall in April and Portlanders, you know, a lot like Seattle, we're kind of known for our rain. Mm -hmm. Without the rain, you don't have flowers and beauty. However, it gets old fast. So this is a great episode to talk to people about from around here, from, you know, people are curious about the area. What do we do? How do we make this better after being rained on for six months in a row? We're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to have Andrew Galler's Market Minute. But when you say it, I... I noticed I don't have a theme song. It's Andrew Galler's Market Minute. Let me give you the Market Minute, May 2022. Market's changing. We're having a little bit of a shift. Do you remember a few episodes where I may have said this out loud or just thought it in my head? I forget that now is the market for any houses that have issues, you know, the problem houses, the hard to sell houses, because we could have sold any of them with multiple offers and mm-hmm. probably come away with the first, a few firstborn babies in the, in the deal. But now less so what we're seeing now is inventory still okay. very low in the area. I monitor most closely, which is not the entire Metro region, just the close in stuff. Most of it though, we, at the end of May, um, because I have this phenomenal program, call, text, email me now, listening audience, if you would like up to the day data. I have a program, it's current to the day. So I find that wildly impressive. If anybody else wants it, call me now. But anyways, at the end of May, uh, today's June 2nd, uh, We'll have the regional multiple listings report in about 10 days for the month of May when we're in the middle of June, but I got them now. 0.7 months of inventory, which is up 16.9% from last month, but that's a big number. However, it's only one-tenth of a month more because when you get these numbers so low in, in, um, well, that's May over May and, uh, this year versus last. It's the exact same amount of inventory as we had in April, but the market is slowing, which I find to be a contradictory statement. How is the market slowing if the date is the same? I'll tell you. Because last month and in March and in February, to a greater extent, each offer our buyers made offers on, we were in competition with like sometimes one, sometimes two million offers. Okay, not a million, but it was double digits pretty much every time. Now we're seeing multiple offers of three or four and we're seeing some homes with no multiple offers are sitting for a reasonable amount of time or a week or two. And what we're seeing is the homes that are priced well, 
the homes that are super market shiny penny ready are still going quickly. We're seeing the first time home buyer price point slowing more than the million plus price point, which I'm still finding our buyers in competition for, again, if they're priced well and in um, market showcase ready condition. So that's the overarching theme. With interest rates rising and inflation, we're seeing the people who are most price sensitive getting squeezed more and finding themselves in lower price points because the money's more expensive. And some of the buyers in that price point are just tapping out, taking a break, maybe for a little while, maybe forever, we'll see. But demand is slowing. And what remains to be seen is if demand is slowing in an objective sense or just relative to supply, because there are more listings coming on the market. And I think that's for many different reasons. I would say that the biggest reason that is is because we all have become relatively acclimated to our new abnormal. And here's what Mm -hmm. I mean. In the month of May 2022, 667 homes were on the market at the end of the month. We had a total of 1,100 and change, 1,118 new listings come on the market. In April, we had almost the same amount. So there's more supply coming on, especially relative to how many pendings there are. So you're saying more inventory right now? Yes, we're seeing more listings coming on and we're seeing fewer buyers bidding on each house. Has the increase in the interest rates affected this? Are you feeling from your clients and the market that you're in that you're I'm finding the interest rates to affect buyers' behavior because Mm -hmm. interest rates have gone up somewhere between like 60 and 70% since the beginning of the year. They were about 3%, a little over 3 in January, and now they're hovering around 5. So that's a huge jump. Have you had any buyers that have had to adjust their price We've points? We've had most of our buyers adjust their price points. Like you said, the money is more expensive now. That's right. And it's really hard for everyone right now because sellers are going on the market and they're wondering where's their insane bidding war. Because that's what they heard from about. From everybody, from everybody. My friend got this, my mm-hmm. mom got that, mm-hmm. my buddy, you know, and it's all true. But the market has shifted. And a lot of it, I think, is due to We've all, you know, for a long time, right, starting in March 2020 until, I don't know, 15 minutes ago, we were all very concerned that we're going to catch our death from, I mean, am I the only one who was out on the front porch uh, with the Lysol, uh, with the antibacterial spray on the pizza delivery in case that person Mm -hmm. had, you know, Mm -hmm. the plague dropping off my pizza? And Mm -hmm. why did I not care about that aerosol adversely affecting my pizza? I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd be like crossing the street. If you, if, if you were walking down the street, I'd get on the other side. So, you know, it's just crazy. And, and so I think that it seems to be over. And so I think a lot of sellers who had deferred activity are now coming okay. on the market. Well, you or know, seasonally inventory grows because everyone is of the mind that this is the best time, the penultimate time to go on the market because the kids are out of school, the place is going to look good, so on and so forth. Um, And so, yeah, I think some of it is seasonal, but I hesitate to conclude that I believe we're in an unprecedented time. 
between being in a pandemic, which I really never thought was going to happen in my life, uh, crazy inflation, which we haven't seen since the 70s. I mean, my gosh, some country just willy-nilly invaded another because they just kind of felt like it. So mm-hmm. these are just a lot of really unprecedented time on top of unprecedented time. I mention all that to only make the point that, yes, I believe some of it is seasonal, but also a lot of it is deferred activity. And a lot of it, uh, I think a very small factor, but it's not nothing, is anybody with ears on their head has been listening to any real estate agent in earshot say, you should put your house on the market right now because it's the best market since time ever began for sellers. And it was and still is. Mm -hmm. You know, the other Mm -hmm. reality of it is with inventory at 0.7 months, even if it doubles to 1.4 months or triples to 2.1, that's still a very, it's still a a total seller's market. So even if if the market quotation mark fingers gets worse, it's still not going to be bad. And interest rates, while you know, twice as high as they were at their nadir five years of college. Thank you, everyone. At the bottom, you know, was hovering around two and a half, two point six. You could have gotten in July twenty twenty one at five percent. Mm-hmm. Historically, that's still very low, but in relation to what it was, it's very high. And mm-hmm. I think that the interest rates are having the effect that the Fed wanted, which is to curtail demand and cool the economy down to fend off or try to make inflation less awful. So my prediction, look at the magic eight ball and it says, um, I forget what they all say, but they say check again <laughs> later. <laughs> yes. Looks likely. Never. Looks what likely, we're seeing and maybe. reading and believing is that interest rates are going to continue to rise probably slower than they have so far. That's one thing. The other thing I think that's going to happen is appreciation will slow. No one is predicting, nothing I've read is predicting appreciation in Portland to go down. I think it will slow from the peak of like 20% year over year, which I think is fine. That's so crazy. That's such a high amount of appreciation. I remember when average sales price was about uh, 250000 and we were all pretty excited about 6% appreciation. Uh, but now with average sales prices where they are, if appreciation goes down by half or more than half, I think the market as a whole in a 12-month period was appreciating about 15%. Some pockets were more, some were less, mm-hmm. but averaging about 15%. And if that gets half as much, which would be so much less, 7.5% is still a very, that's still a big number especially on our average sales price and the average sales price, uh, the average sold sales price in May 2022 is 744,000. And that's up five and a half percent from April. And that's up 9.3% from May last year um, in the market as a whole. And again, there are areas where it, it's, it's quite a bit higher. So yeah, we, we sold a house Crazy. up on skyline um, about so for the listening audience skyline is on the west side and it kind of runs on the back side of forest park it's a row that's on the ridge line and you can see a view where it's not super forested looking east to the city and west into raleigh hills and to beaverton and beyond towards the coast you see the coast mm-hmm. range in some areas 
So on that street, we oh, sold a house in, I think it was November, December, 2020. Is that right? And then it sold 14 months later, which would have been uh, January, February this year. And it was 20% more and they didn't do much. Painted, cleaned up, put a fence in. All right. What That's else? That's my market, man. Audrey, any market news from your end of things? Do we want to go straight into the Suncations? Suncations sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah. So tell everybody that's not from this part of the world, this part of the country, a little bit about the winters and the rain and how it all works and why we are even having a whole episode devoted to Suncation, meaning you've got so much rain to deal with all winter long. Now it's time to do something where you're going to guarantee get some sun and uh-huh. relaxation away from rain. So tell us a little bit about how your winters usually are. And then we'll go right into the fun stuff. So we're a maritime climate. That's basically like a very mild, but rainy. And for the most part, the rain is not, you know, we grew up in the Midwest when a storm comes through or it rains, it rains. It is pouring buckets. It's, you need an umbrella, you know, storms roll through. It's a lot of volatile uh, weather. We don't have that here when, you know, a lot of times when it rains, it's just this like misting kind of rain and, and it never gets really cold here. And it, in traditional times, doesn't really get super hot either. We have dry summers Mm -hmm. every year. We let our grass just die. We don't water it. We don't stay on top of it. Well, the last you know, I don't know, eight years, we've inched more and more into drought conditions. And our state is interesting because it has two ranges that go, that run through the state. So we have the coastal range and the Cascade range. And those affect our weather from the coastline all the way into the valley where we are and then over onto the east side. And that second range stops a lot of that weather. So we have a lot of drought on the eastern half of the state and less drought conditions within the valley. Now in the past couple of years, we've been getting drier and drier in that valley, in our valley, and we've had more fires and just really crisp areas where one little thing will set off a, you know, a chain reaction of, and a lot, you know, not all are man-made, but a lot of them are. Even, you know, all the way up and down where all the fires are. And this is happening in a lot of states. Where it's not right. just specifically focused on Oregon. This is you know, Washington, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada. And, you know, you're here. Everyone's mm-hmm. hearing the news. Everyone's seeing where the fires are. You either have, you know, flooding and tornadoes and hurricanes coming in. Or you have fires. You know, there's something everywhere. This is what we deal with. And last year... And two years ago, we were in drought conditions and the year before that. And I remember specifically driving back, you know, it was super drought, super dry. And the Clackamas fire started and the skies were orange and you couldn't breathe. You couldn't go outside and you had to close up your house and, you know, knock on wood. We have central air and filter systems. So we were able to like shut down and still maintain being inside without being exposed to all of that. And, you know, we put it in because of allergies, which is another thing that we have in the spring here because we do get rain and the Mm -hmm. rain produces a lot of blooming stuff. Mm -hmm. So because of that, and because of our maritime climate, people are always talking, where do you go? Where do you go? I'm, I need to dry out. I need to get into the sun. And for you listeners out there, we actually have a lot of, uh, it's not like rain, you know, 
forever. It is, it's actually not even bad. It doesn't, Mm -mm. but, but it's all personal choice, personal preference, like whatever. But, you know, Seattle, Paris, London, Hong Kong, we're all in that belt. All the cool cities, all the cool cities, all the cool cities. (laughs) And uh, so, but you know, we do always, you know, everyone always talks about, and everyone wants to go somewhere warm. When you're on the East Coast, you want to go somewhere warm for spring break. Everyone goes to Florida, goes to Bahamas, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, wherever you're going to, you know, get your little fix. Well, we've mm-hmm. got ours. We've got ours here and where we go. Yeah. So one of the big places I think a lot of people go here, there's, there's two big places, but one of the really nice places that people go here because it's fairly good it's a fairly easy flight, is Hawaii, the Hawaiian Islands. Okay. When you're in the Midwest, going to Hawaii is a schlep. It is like you have 14 to fly hours. To here, to here, yeah. to here, to here. We have seasonal direct flights through Hawaiian and Alaskan Air, and you get those, you're direct, you're five hours, you're there. It's a no-brainer, and people. You, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's a yeah. no-brainer no when you're here. You're going to go, go to Hawaii because... Mm-hmm. You're in Hawaii, and it's pretty amazing. And since it's only a five-hour flight, you don't feel like you have to stay there for, you know, two weeks in order to make it worth it. You can go Mm -hmm. for a few days, and then you fly back. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is really great, and we love it. Um, We have some – we haven't been to all of the islands because we go back to some of the ones that we love. Like, I have a favorite island. Which is? It's Kauai. It's Kauai. Are you – It's Spoiler alert. That's the one I haven't done yet. It is my – the reason that I like Kauai so much is it's not developed like some of the other mm-hmm. islands. And I like that. I like sitting on the beach with not a lot of people there, snorkeling in the water, just like literally walking up to the that little place over there and getting some tacos. And mm. just, just it's, it's not commercial. You know, it's Mm-mm. not, it doesn't have big high rises along the, the beach. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And the whole center of the island is, you know, it's where a lot of the Jurassic Park films are shot. And it is a, like a rainforest, but it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, mm-hmm. that's my, that's, that's like my number one. If anyone asked me, you want to go to Hawaii? I'd be like, Kauai? Yes. <laughs> I, I like the rest of the islands. They're all nice. They each have something that is um, really unique about them. And I think that's really beautiful about the Hawaiian islands. The second one on my list for that is Mexico. The Baja and Puerto Vallarta, all of that. Not like Tulum, where you're going. It's a little, it's not hard for us to get to. It's not like 14 hours like the the East Coast trying to get to Hawaii. But flying down there is a quick flight. They're super cheap. A lot of people on the West Coast have homes there. I know a lot of people. It's very, uh, it's a, it's kind of a, a big thing. Everyone has, you know, either a condo there or uh, some sort of townhome or a home there. It's very cool. It's really nice, especially if you get outside of some of those bigger cities and you go into some of those smaller communities. These small, you know, historic towns are pretty delightful mm-hmm. and easy and sunshine. I mean, you know, Puerto Vallarta is like sunny all the time. And the water is fairly nice. You know, as long as you get up and, you know, get into the, some areas is harder to swim. But, you know, it's, um, it's pretty great. It's pretty okay. nice. Pretty sunny. Andrew, what are your, some of your favorites of drying out suncations? Well, I'll tell you. I, too, love Hawaii. Super fun. Super beautiful. Okay. If you like sunsets, you're going to like Hawaii. 
Uh, I would like to do a listener poll inviting the okay. audience to send us how to eat poi. What's the deal there? You know, I'm sure I'm missing it because everyone in Hawaii loves themselves some poi. What are your recipes? What do you Isn't eat it, it with? Yeah. Show me how to love that. I want to love it, you know, because I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I just haven't gotten the right poi dish. Like Something. Poi. Man, help okay. me out, somebody. Okay. I'll put it in the show notes and yeah. people can click. Yeah, because poi is, you're right. I, I mean, it's funny. I'll, I, I've had um, taro chips or taro chips. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like them. Fine. I think that they're really good. Sometimes I'll get them with like a pokey. Yeah. But Andrew, I agree with you. We've been there before and we keep trying it. And it's just, I'm like trying to figure out. I th- so right. I think that's a really good question. You know, what's okay. the best way to. Mm-hmm. Back to Suncation. I'm going back. back. To- I'm going back. back. Okay. So, yeah, we killed so Hawaii. Where was Mexico? Yeah. Cabo, Cabo, Mexico. Cabo. I want to go to Cabo. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been okay. yet to Todo Santos, but we have it on good authority. It's phenomenal. It's north of Cabo. But what is a place that you. I want to hear one of your choices, not Mexico. Yeah, well, Which- for Suncation, uh, Bend, Oregon. Okay. High desert. Yes. That was the last one on my Close list. Close the middle of the state gets something like 320 days of sunshine a year. The number is around 270. Bend is, is high desert to, you know, very uh, arid, very sunny, but they do get a lot of snow. Mount Bachelor is right there and, and it's a ski destination. Now I will tell you because I was curious because Andrew, it was on my list. It was, um, I'll go to my third pick, which I've never been to, but I know a lot of people go to, but Eastern Oregon is if you get tired of the rain in the Valley in Portland, go to Eastern Oregon. Mm-hmm. It is super dry. Everything starting, you know, all the way at the top, Pendleton all the way down. But I did look up, I said, you know, I typed in, what is, what is the sunniest place in Oregon, anybody have a guess on I, the sunniest? No, don't say Portland. I'm thinking you're saying it's not Bend. Okay. Klamath Falls. Klamath Falls gets consistently over 300 days of, of clear sunshine wow. every year. Wow. That's amazing. They call it the Sunshine City. And how far is so that we, from Portland? Oh, four hours maybe? Just, you know, straight down I-5 going toward California. It's interesting. We we talked about, we did an episode and we talked about going down to that southwestern part of Oregon. And there's another mountain range that comes up, the Siskiyou Mountains that come up and scoop around like a half bowl. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, what it does there is it directs water like away from this area. So they don't get a lot of rain there. Mm-hmm. Now, they're in a drought. They've got some serious issues. You know, you get down to that California border, that whole area there. I will tell people, if you haven't driven that I-5 up and down going through that area, it is a beautiful drive. Just going through all of those the up the vistas and the passes and the the way the the rock changes it's like going through that big sur you're driving along i5 you know in mm-hmm. big sur california and that that's just the this the stunning cliffs and all of that also going through coming into warm springs reservation off the what is that the 35 south going you know toward bend redmond terrebonne all those areas and you come into these like Andrew has this new thing now where the kids have to have their eyes up and they have to be looking around. 
Because we want them to see, like, this is where you live. And mm-hmm. even in the city, we're like, this This is what I want you to know. Like, this is how you get home. This is how you get around, you know. And our yeah. oldest is starting to go further and further on his bike and figure this stuff out. We drove down about a month and a half ago. And I said, okay, guys, this is the part I was telling you. About. Everything off. I want you to look outside. They were blown away. We drive this all the time. And they never really paid attention. And this time they looked out the window and they were like stunned on how beautiful it was coming and, in and out of that area. And they're so, getting older. And they're appreciating things a little bit more. They're getting older and smarter. Are they normally yeah. looking down at, at, at their books? I know. Uh, they do a like lot that? of reading. Okay. And, um, Which they is do great. get screen time. I mean, I'm not yeah. a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're used to looking down and just being chauffeured around, and you're yeah. trying to break that. That's wonderful. because It is interesting because Ben can be cold, but it is sunny. And mm-hmm. Andrew picking Bend as a place to go for sun suncation is smart mm-hmm. because we were there skiing and it was, you know, super bright, super sunny. We had to all put our, you know, dark lenses in, but they're still getting, you know, they have snow late in the year. And mm-hmm. um, so it's cold, but it's sunny. Another place that I wanted to say on the list, I've never gone, but I have friends that go and it's French Polynesia. And yeah. it's really interesting because it's not hard to get to from the west coast because it's here and, and it's, how far is not that now far. i never looked up the flight in all honesty but i'm gonna guess it's probably about eight hours okay maybe that's, it's longer that's I don't still know. very Someone can correct me that's doable though compared to like mm-hmm. i said when i was on the east coast i spent 14 hours just to get to hawaii so I mean, what's eight it's not yeah <laughs> well it's you know when we say suncation on the side we have to go that direction mm-hmm. you know this is what we have we are not going to Florida. Florida's so hard to get to from here. Okay, what else? Well, I would say my uh, further two cents about suncationing out of Portland is, is I've got a few rules, a few parameters, a uh, few preferences, maybe a few suggestions. I like my flights short and my travel easy. So my preferences is about a two-hour flight and direct. Call me crazy. But that, mm-hmm. that's where direct. I'm at in my no, little life. always direct. And the mm-hmm. things that, and mm-hmm. Audra will correct me because she knows this way better than me. I, This is really all I've, uh, my knowledge is basically my just listening to Audra. So I believe Arizona qualifies. Mm-hmm. LA, you it know, does. Phoenix, uh, Northern Arizona, that whole thing, mm-hmm. that's all Sun K. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, of course the LA zone, San Diego. Mm-hmm. That whole world, mm-hmm. Sun K, Sun K, Sun K. Mm-hmm. I'll and, tell you another one. Uh, Palm yep. Springs. Yep, Palm Springs. But mm-hmm. quick flights out of Portland. And when I think suncation, I think warm. So when I said bend, you know, I think it absolutely qualifies on the sun, but not so. And, you know, mm-hmm. we all know I ski. So, so yeah, I'd work for that. But I don't think that's what this is about. So those are my contenders. You like your warm, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Vegas, Vegas Another, to a much lo- Vegas, obviously yeah. qualifies. Vegas, a lot of people mm-hmm. do Vegas from here. It's super quick mm-hmm. flight. Mm-hmm. Vegas is a quick flight. Palm Springs is a, is a quick flight. Another spot that I go to every year that's a super quick, easy flight is uh, Southwestern Utah. That is, it's hot, it's dry, it's pretty. So I go specifically to a place called St. George. Um, 
It's and what, is it a hiking? What kind of trip is that? Yeah, it's um, I do a lot of hiking, a lot of hiking. So Zion and Bryce Canyons are both right there, and the Red Rocks and um, Snow Canyon is there. So, and then you could drive down into Grand Canyon as well, like really close. So mm-hmm. the that whole area, that region is incredibly easy to get to. The flights are really affordable. You fly into Salt Lake. You can also fly into Vegas and either way, you know, drive that direction. I always fly into Salt Lake and then take a, a small commuter plane down to St. George and use St. George as a base. Ooh. And then you're just going, you know, everywhere. And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it's warm and it's just mm. sun. It's all sun. And sun, sun, it's sun. Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. And dry. And dry. Great. For skiers in the winter, you know, this is funny, but I'm going to put this on Suncation list mm-hmm. because we have done it. Sun Valley. Okay. Idaho. So you're cold. It's mm-hmm. freezing. It's like zero degrees out, but it is sunny a lot there. And if you are a winter enthusiast, sport outdoor person, and you want to do um, skiing or cross-country uh, Nordic skiing or snowshoeing or just, you know, being in that, in that area and that climate, that's a suncation in the winter. It gets really cold, but it's super sunny. Do people do things there, though, in the spring and summer oh, yeah. as well? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Okay, so yeah. there's plenty, probably mountain biking. Plenty and... to do there. Okay. Plenty to do there. You, okay. I mean, boy, get on your bike, go hiking, mm-hmm. uh, vistas, the the territorial views are beautiful, the mountains. It's, it's okay. a really pretty state. Absolutely. And these are all short flights. Short, direct yeah. flights. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Most of them are direct flights. Sun Valley can be a little, but it's not an issue at all. And when mm-hmm. it, and it's mostly because their airport is so small. It's like, hi, George. Hey, Judy. Okay. <laughs> That's the whole airport. <laughs> They're working those. it again. <laughs> and Anything else? I was just going to say, if, if there's anyone who's listening who has a spot that we missed, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to listen to any of our past podcasts. We, we did that previous one on other vacations. We've done six hours. We've done one hour. We've done a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at coming to Portland, you're either moving here or vacationing here, you can find all of our other podcasts on travel. And you can mm-hmm. also, if you are thinking that you're going to move here and you want more market information, we do a newsletter every month. So you can sign up for the newsletter. You just um, go to our website realtyworksgroup.com. There's a spot that you can sign up there and you can get linked to all of the podcasts and Mm -hmm. you can also sign up for the newsletter and that will give you information on the podcast. It will also give you information on market conditions in Portland. So all of the stuff that Andrew talked about is written out for you Mm -hmm. from the earlier, you know, earlier part of this episode where you can get a lot of information and Mm -hmm. then a lot of like little fun things to um, just weekend activities we always have in there, things to do for the month. You also have uh, wonderful people that you use for for services around your home too. You'll have like, oh, my favorite window people, and my favorite you are that newsletter. <laughs> I save them all because there's there's always so much information. Thank uh, you. There'll be where all the festivals are, mm-hmm. where you know, and it's always very specific. In the spring, it's like spring cleaning for your home. You'll uh, you'll have nice fun tips for people, and you just make it really easy. And it's and all the all the information will be in the show notes uh, of this episode. 
episode as well. So. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We try. We try to make it a little bit fun and informative. And, you know, you kind of pick and choose on the newsletter what you want. We always mm -hmm. have some sort of contest going on. We have a, a contest that's just um, kind of launched or whatever today. We've given away weekend stays at places. So, you know, if you're interested in any of that, you can definitely sign on and see all of that. Have them be resources for you. Andrew and Audra Geller, resources for you, especially if you live around here, but anywhere, for no matter well, where that's, you are. That's, yeah, that's if you're anywhere else in the country, we can find what you need. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. important to us, too, to try ahead, to Andrew. help anybody with this big thing called our home. Happy to help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's one of our taglines, working hard yeah. to welcome you home. Until next time. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great Thank June. You yes, you too. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for listening to the Portland is Home Team Talking Real Estate Podcast. For more info about Audra and Andrew, finding your next home, or selling your current home, visit their RealtyWorks website at realtyworksgroup.com. And check them out on Instagram at Portland is Home. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. For help with your podcast, find us at Modcast Productions or modcastproductions.com.